Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Top Mike with Henry Withrow. Sixth and Peabody, our location with Yeehaw Beer and Old Smoky Moonshine. Great to be back in studio after a fun week of uh, shows in Las Vegas. Uh, again, thanks to the crew. Uh, both there and uh, here on the ground in Nashville and beyond. Uh, Chat, somehow Mike Florio doesn't realize how streakers can get into a Super Bowl. I mean, it's... Listen, I understand they take the clothes off in their seats. It's like they jump over something. Like Catfish Jake's a good friend of ours uh, who would throw the catfish on the ice during the Stanley Cup final. Um, it, they could, people couldn't wrap their head around how he would... How you get a catfish in. Well, that that's understandable. Well, I mean, but... But after that took you, a lot of effort. But after you see how it's done, anyone could do it and do it practically any night they wanted to do it. Same as this, right? I'm confused on his confusion. Me too. Uh, he's saying that like they like if you're the crazy Super Bowl enough is to streak. To, okay, so okay, so maybe he's saying like once. How do they in, get on the field? The Super Bowl is supposedly the most secure event in the, the world, okay. and yet two shirtless men managed to get on the field and run around during a play. So I mean, you've been to a Super Bowl, Hutton. Do they have like armed security, <sighs> literally shoulder to shoulder across the entire no. field? Because that's the only no. way to prevent it. No, they don't. You uh, see my point? Like, if no. there's any separation, someone up close you don't... could just sprint and jump over the wall and go running onto the field, and then someone's gonna have to chase them down. You'd have to have arm to arm security around the whole field. Yeah, it's to me, it's not that hard to figure out how you are able to get away with this, Chad. Um, would you th- so we we both agree the the Usher halftime much better than Rihanna from from last year. Were the you think the Super Bowl commercials better and overall theme? There's always a theme to it, right? You think the theme was better this year than last year? I, I think we probably reached. Uh, I'm not not probably we reached a low point of Super Bowl commercials during COVID. Well, like then the right two, after there yes. were two inflection points: 2016 when Trump was elected. That next Super Bowl spawned a ton of very self-serious ads. Very like trying to be tearjerker, provocative type ads. So there was an infiltration of all of that. Then it eventually went back into more comedy. People wanted something more lighthearted that they could remember. So the ads went in that direction. COVID sparked the same thing, where everything became very, very serious with Super Bowl ads. Hutton, I I don't know about you. If you're going to go serious... It's got to be memorable to where I nearly got choked up watching it because of a personal story or, or something along those lines, right? Yes. Uh, if not, it doesn't really resonate with me. So Normally, it's dogs and Clydesdales. Yeah, I mean, I, mean, I, I don't... For, for what people remember. Uh, yeah, right. Um, the animal stuff. Yeah, yeah. Okay. We'll, we'll, we should have a subgenre of uh, animal. Like, I didn't put the meow ad with yeah, the cat that, saying meow. In this, but I mean, yeah, that was fun. I, I didn't have a big objection. I didn't think it was one of the worst, but the Kate McKinnon ad. So anyway, I think there's different categories we could go into, but I'll just give you 10 that off the top of my mind jumped out to me from this Super Bowl. And you tell me if you agree okay. or disagree on these, or even if you remember some of these, okay? Because we haven't talked them over yet. The Dunkin' Donuts ad with Ben Affleck 
Tom Brady. Um, that was great. Jack Harlow. I mean, who else? J-Lo. Damon. Matt Damon. All a part of this. Hilarious. The ad last year jumped out to me also. If you remember, this is a continuation of last year where Ben Affleck in his thick Boston accent was working the drive through to Dunkin' Donuts. J-Lo had to go through the drive through and get him out of, the, of there. So now he was going to her work. Because she went to his work, and I, then he went and dropped a new a new track. Over the last year, remember when he was photographed holding the Starbucks cup? Yeah. I thought they should have worked that in somehow. That would have been funny. Brady hands him a cup similar to a Starbucks cup, and he walks out with it. I love the uh, when Matt Damon says, how about those donuts? I'm sorry. He wrote that down for me instead of how about those apples. Very well done. Probably my top spot. Uh, the State Farm ad yeah. with Arnold Schwarzenegger. If you're going to do the, the whole celebrity thing, one of two ways. Give me someone that is so well-known and make them the focal point of it. And there's a few of these I'm going to get into. Or you got to have a superstar collection of talent that jumps off the page. When you go like mid-level celebrity, there was one spot that did that that I'll reference later that I thought was terrible because it didn't go big enough celebrity. State Farm went big enough celebrity. Arnold Schwarzenegger not being able to pronounce neighbor properly neighbor neighbor every time was great and one of the early ads of the night i, I thought was terrific hutton do you agree I, i'm right there with you the, these would be the two that i would reference the most from last night these two the first two the first two yeah the, the, the most memorable what about michael sarah being the founder it's, of sarah v which I, was great this is good and so it, it's good because this at, is mid-level celebrity at, at its right inflection point of his sense of humor yes with something very well, funny the concept but of it, it. It, early on you're thinking oh it fits into what you're saying you've got the celebrity that's you're like hang it's on not, what? not what? a top level guy but then although the way, he was in barbie which was yeah. one of the most watched movies the last the way five it years. ends though with them not really buying it and he just gets to leave you know like nah whatever um, By the way, that's this what makes version the of Michael Sarah looks shockingly like our buddy Ryan Albany's it without does, yes. kick. My yeah. goodness, same that shirt, ad right same there. Same shirt and everything. The facial hair, everything about him looks just like Ryan Albany's. Yeah, nice so blouse. I'm going to tell Albany's that. Game blouses. blouses. Um, great Chappelle show reference. But yeah, uh, I, that was good. The way it ends makes the ad. Yeah. They don't choose him, even though he's pitching Sarah well, He was perfectly in on the bit and perfectly in character for yes. what they were doing. And the ad itself. It was great. Like the over-the-top men's cologne ad yes. that, that they were going for was really, really well done. Um, I think the NFL always does a terrific job with their post-halftime show spot. They get that one to two minutes post right when they go to break after the halftime show. They tease it all day during the pregame. I thought the teasers were great where it was the kid being told to go to bed at 2 a.m., and he talks to one of the posters on his wall, and it's Saquon Barkley, and it says coming up after the halftime show to a teaser for the spot that's going to air. To wait and watch it, yeah. Uh, but the NFL, we know they're going all in on international games and making this a truly global sport like football. Like football. Football. They want American football, not maybe to ever get to that level, but to be an international sport. And uh, this NFL international ad with the kid in Ghana that's got a dream of being in the NFL, and he runs – I almost get choked up thinking about it. And he runs into O.C. Umanura in the end who tells him that he can do it is awesome. Yeah. That he can reach his dreams like he did, a kid from Africa. Very, very well done. And they always hit the mark. They do a great job with this. Uh, it's tough to top the one where they start this series, you know, with all the legends for the – Started 50th. with the NFL at 100. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. It was the NFL 100-year celebration. It was all of them at it the banquet in the, in the tuxes. Yeah, throwing the football. Going for the fumble. 
Remember, it's a loose yeah. ball, and everyone's trying to get the fumble, and it's legends throughout the years. Thought, yeah, just well done. But they, I mean, they. Well, it takes two playing. You know, you, there are many times you watch something, you're like, they sat in a room and came up with this. This was the best option, or they, someone pitched this, and you know, there are people behind the scenes going, how did they, how did we choose this? Yeah. The, I never think that from the league's perspective. I think they're always on point with what they're pushing, and they hit a narrative. And like yeah, Chad, like you're saying, like they're they're clearly pushing the global aspect. Yeah. And but yet you know what they're doing, yet they do such a good job at pulling at the heartstrings of it. Well, remember, uh, maybe a year ago they had like the the girl that was a flag football player. Yes. That was a part of it. Like that was all about their push for female fans. Well, right. Was was that part of it? This year, I knew right away when I saw where they were going. Like this is all about international games and the international global reach of the sport. But very well done, emotional into it, I thought really good. Um, one that's not getting a ton of talk today that I loved, and maybe it's because I'm such a big Friends fan, Uber Eats with Jennifer Aniston and David Schwimmer, where they're trying to push home that Uber Eats delivers everything, not just food. And when they remember it, Jennifer Aniston says, you know what they say, when you remember one thing, you forget something else. And it goes through different people where, Someone remembers that, and they say, take a seat. They don't know what a seat is or what to do. And it ends with a many friends reunion of David Schwimmer, Ross, approaching her on set and saying, Jen, what's up? And she has no recollection of Ross. And he says, you know, we worked together for 10 years. I thought it was very well done by a company that's got a lot of money in Uber. Yes. And, and could get a lot of celebrities involved. Well, and that's, that's the key, too. Like, that goes to your criteria. That fits this. They hit a home run. It also ended, it was right after the halftime show. It ends with Usher after they cut back to it saying, man, I really hope to do a halftime show one day. As he forgot about it already. Really well done. uh, Yes. Great reference there too. Yeah. Very, very, very good and probably deserving of being higher. I know this is just the the list, not necessarily a a, a top 10 in order. Um, Yeah, I'm with you. That that would be on a a very short list of good ones. All right. I'll go quickly through the other ones too. Mountain Dew Baja Blast uh, with the Parks and Recs, Parks and Rec reunion, Aubrey Plaza ending with uh, Ron Swanson, Nick Offerman, where she's saying she's having a blast, doing all these fun things, but doesn't look like she's having fun at all. Really well done. Uh, Pringles with Chris Pratt, where he looked like the Pringles guy with the big mustache and said that he was mistaken for him, and then he ends up doing the Pringles movie by the end of it. Do you remember that one? Vaguely. Okay, I, I like that one also. Um, another one where you go big celebrity and it's got to pay off and be the right spot for that celebrity, Christopher Walken. The ad is Talking Like Walken, a BMW ad where everyone he encounters has a Christopher Walken imitation, impression they're doing. And it's all about not just being an impression, but being the real thing, the real deal. And it's about this car being the real deal that Christopher Walken is driving I found that one to be terrific. There, I, so Christopher Walken's a great example. You can't go wrong with him Mm-mm. on any ad. Uh, it, He's one of those guys people automatically like when you see him on screen. Yes. So you're rooting for the spot to succeed regardless. He's one of those people that you see. It's well, like, I want this to be like good. A, it, it's a Barkley type feel to it. Yeah. Where you're, you automatically have already bought into this is going to be good before you see anything else. Yeah, I think Peyton Manning's got that appeal. Agreed. You see him, uh, the Bud Light ad was good that he was in with, um, um, oh my gosh, I'm blanking on the guy now. Uh, Post Malone is yes. in the ad and, and some other celebrities. But when you see him on the screen, you're automatically rooting for the thing to succeed. Um, the Popeye's Wings ad with Ken Jong, Dr. Leslie Chow, but where he's unfrozen from 1974, 
because they finally found the perfect wing and everything else he's experiencing for the first time, terrific. Can, so 1972, sorry, not 74. If I have uh, uh, Dr. Leslie Chow, if, uh, I want him almost in character for that, for that one specific role. Yeah. Um, and you can go back in time and do it. I don't know what creative license you have to use it. it you've got the guy, though. Um, I would, if you can't, I would try to reference it uh, more than you know, just coming up with you know, this one specific ad. I, I, was, I was really I was surprised he wasn't on Radio Row. I, I was, too. You know what I think would be great with, with uh, Leslie Chow? Yes. Is putting him in a series, a spinoff series by Todd Phillips, that he's the focal point of it. A comedy series. Anyway, we can talk about this another time. Um, Dina and Mita, the last one I want to talk about. This, to me, was a total throwback to Super Bowl ads of my youth that were more about sight gags and comedy. Yes. Uh, the, the, Hutton's looking at me like he has no clue what I'm talking what, about. So, uh, what? Dina, the Doritos Dinamita. And it's Doritos Dynamite in Spanish, but it's the two old grandmas that someone takes the last bag of Doritos and they turn into action stars trying to get it back from them. D- and they're Dina and Mita in the end. And then I they, loved the it. last bag of Doritos uh, from the shelf, the older woman, they jump into action, uh, anti uh, action hero mode. Yes. So, um, you, you love this one, or this is the one this that... Is, no, I loved it. I, I, this is one that, to me, worked because it was a throwback to ones of my youth that was a total sight gag on everything else. Doritos normally hits, uh, hits it out of the park with their ads. Yeah. They do. It was good. And I like the Bud Light ad uh, going you know, against the previous ad campaign with everything they're doing. I thought it worked. Going back to but what they do. But it was a little busy. Like, the whole genie concept of it. I was clearly locked in so, on all these commercials and watching them, the, each and every one. Which one is it that did not hit the, 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 the status of, of celebrity? Oh, um, gosh, I'm blanking on the guy's name now. It was the um, uh, drumstick ad where it was talking about Dr. Umstick, but it was the comedian, and now I'm blanking on his name, Andre, Eric Andre. Oh, okay. Eric Andre, the comedian. I thought that ad sucked. Like, from the beginning, it was confusing, and then it was trying to be this thing about the drumstick. You've got to pair up. It did kind of make me want to eat a drumstick, so it probably <laughs> worked a little bit, but I thought the ad did not land. The one thing that sucks uh, about if you're you, – you have to watch the game at home or in a small group to be able to hear anything with yeah, these you, ads. Yeah, you were in public watching, right? Yeah, for a portion of this, you know, because I, I wanted to be able to watch the – it's hard yeah, to watch I, the game at a, at a sports bar. I cannot. Um, and it's, it, you're certainly not I, going to hear anything with the ads. You see them. You don't hear them. I have to watch a Super Bowl in a small crowd where I can hear the ads. Oh, here's another, my, well, one of my primary complaints coming back to haunt again. Literally haunt again. Sit my eight and four-year-old down to watch the Super Bowl. They're excited to watch. They've got a blanket oh. in the floor with all the snacks, chicken wings, everything else. The first ad that plays is some damn horror movie. Right, I mean, right out of the gates. Like Jim Nance, Perfect when we timing. come back... Reba McIntyre, and plus, God bless America, that's next. Boom. We go to New York City, and it's a quiet place, day one or something, jumping on the screen. I had to shield my four-year-old who was trying to watch it, and I could tell right away, I'm like, this is going to be a scary movie. And sure enough, it is horrific, the ad that plays right out of the gates. Coming up kickoff, but first, a Before we get later in the the night where all the small kids are going to be asleep, Let's play the worst ad we can right when all the children are awake and watching the game. 
East Coast to West Coast. Let's play a quiet place day one. Let's freak out the children together to start this Super Bowl. Coming up, Reba McIntyre and our coin toss with referee Bill Vinovich. That's next. Now here's John Krasinski's latest, a quiet place day one. Terrible, terrible decision. I, do they want to just hit you with a sledgehammer to start for the, the ads? I do not get Is it. Is this Paramount Pictures as well? I don't. Probably. I don't even care. I'm not going to watch it. I, I don't like any of these movies. And I'm an adult. My kids certainly don't like it. The Super up, Bowl should be for everyone. Some quarterbacks we like, some we don't. That's my quarterback. Next on Hot Mike. Two hours flew by today. Hot Mike with Hunt and Withrow across the Outkick Network. Outkick.com slash watch is where you can go to uh, stream the show live each and every day. All the content there. All the shows. Outkick.com. Uh, you type that in. Scroll to the top. Hit Watch. There's the show uh, live each day at 4 o'clock Eastern. Plus, on demand, you can catch all the shows. Scroll at the bottom. Scroll over to uh, Hot Mike there for full shows and more. Yeah, we're on podcast, too. Wherever you get your podcast, if you want just audio of the show, you can always listen to us there. And um, our YouTube version of the show is already out. So you can download and listen to our full 40- to 45-minute discussion breakdown of everything that happened in last night's Super Bowl uh, at YouTube right now. It is time for T.O., and that's my quarterback. It's my quarterback. All right, Davey. Guys, we have came to the conclusion of the NFL regular season and the postseason, and now we must wait. We wait for the draft? I guess so, yeah. <laughs> the combine? We, we, wait, we wait for football again? Yeah, it's kind of depressing, really, when I sit here and think about it, but... We're not going to dwell on it too much. <laughs> Dave, you have a big weekend? You're Very okay, dark. man? Oh, I'm great. No, I'm just, I'm upset. I thought but you were about to. over. No, no football just, never ends. I'm, I'm letting it. I thought you were about to break down. Mitchell Trubisky was released today. I mean, the, football never ends. <laughs> it's one way to look at it. The, dra- the draft is almost here. If, you, if, you're, right. if you're that hard up for football again, yeah. the dra- we can talk draft Someone's now. getting arrested. Don't worry. Every week, we're going to have a draft analyst on and start talking Someone's draft Someone's going now. to you know, uh, drag race down a, a Patrick street. Mahomes Sr. had to pass a sobriety test today after his son won the Super Bowl last night. That's tough. Tough not to celebrate after that. Not so. That- Thoughts and prayers with him. There's definitely going to be tons of headlines we'll be able to get into as we we hit the offseason. But, guys, Patrick Mahomes, he's going for the title of the GOAT, and he's got three Super Bowls so far. How many more Super Bowls will Patrick Mahomes win? It's a total random guess, obviously, right? Because I don't know what – like Brady had those three different versions of his Patriots teams of different eras. Mahomes is going to age into different eras of the Chiefs team with different leaders. Kelsey's going to be out of the league before he is, right? Chris Jones is going to be off the Chiefs maybe this offseason. It's going to change. It's going to morph into different things. So I'm just going to say three more. I'm going to say three because I think in the end he's going to be one behind Brady, and he's going to have much better stats than Brady. But we're still going to keep going back to who's really the greatest because Brady's going to have more than Mahomes in the end. And he's not going to play till he's 45 either like Brady did, which will be debated. I don't so know. He's doing, he's doing those calisthenics or whatever you said, though. Those plyometric stuff where he's so bendy and he's like rubber, maybe he will play. Um, I, I also wrote down three. And it's I, I just see the storyline of the one Super Bowl loss that we're going to reference, and he could have others, is the loss to Brady when they went head-to-head. Yep. Um, 
That's going to be but another talking point. Three rings in six years, uh, three double-digit Super Bowl comebacks. You've got three Super Bowl MVPs. That's tied for the second most. He's going to be, he's going to end up being the goat. Patrick Mahomes will. I don't think he's going to match Brady on the Super Bowl wins, but much like we did last last week, we will compare Super Bowl wins and compare what Mahomes did in those games compared to what Brady was doing early on. All great storylines. All fantastic. Brady is the GOAT right now. I think Mahomes will ascend to that status. Um, Andy Reid is going to be 66 this offseason. I, I don't think there's any way if you're a head coach in the NFL, you're stepping away from a team that's quarterbacked by Patrick Mahomes. And while Kelsey is 33, maybe about to be 34, um, and maybe retire, may not, don't know. Chad, I'm with you. He's not going to last uh, as long as Mahomes will. But the Chiefs have, uh, uh, they have a spot coming up where they're going to have some picks. And they also have the ability to do on offense what they just did on defense, which is go young, draft well, and be among the best in the NFL at that side of the football. Uh, they've paired really good coaching on defense to what is an exceptional and elite quarterback. And they're not going anywhere. Nope. They're not going anywhere. We see the greatness of Patrick Mahomes, but I guess if he has a kryptonite, who would be that biggest threat for next season? Chad, it, for me, it's Joe Burrow. Okay. Joe Burrow and the Cincinnati Bengals back coming healthy. back. Back healthy. And th- uh, that's always the caveat, right? But I-, I could go Lamar Jackson. I could go Aaron Rodgers. I'm going Joe Burrow because they could franchise tag T. Higgins. And you bring back the trio at wide receiver with a healthy Joe Burrow. You get better on the offensive line, and you're off and running. I, I love the way the-, the organization is built there right now. Get better on defense, and your franchise quarterback's coming back. Keep him healthy. And you can go through Arrowhead and, and try to win and go to another Super Bowl. So correct me if I'm wrong. I like this Burrow answer for this reason. He's the only guy that has that has beaten him in the playoffs. Right. That has a chance to beat him again because Brady's done it twice. Brady and the Patriots beat them in the playoffs in the AFC playoffs one year, and then Brady and the Bucks beat him for a Super Bowl win. Burrow won an AFC championship game at Arrowhead yes. to go lose to the Rams in the Super Bowl. So I'm going by process of elimination here. Um, Josh Allen ain't going to get him in the playoffs. Can't do it. Lamar Jackson is not going to do it. Justin Herbert can't even get to the playoffs. You know who got to the playoffs in year one? C.J. Stroud, a guy we talked to last Thursday at the Super Bowl. You can catch that at YouTube.com right now also, by the way. That is the guy that I'm circling that could challenge Mahomes in the future. Maybe not this next year, but if I'm looking for someone to put a cape on, and be a Mahomes beater in the playoffs, it's right there in the AFC. It's down in Houston. It's in the AFC South. Give me C.J. Stroud. Give me him to have a chance as he develops around that young team. Offensive rookie of the year. One of the best young defenses in the league also. I like C.J. Stroud to maybe eventually become that guy. But I, I viewed this through the AFC. Is that what you were going after here? Because if you're going just who's going to match up with him in the Super Bowl, I mean... He asked his which quarterback is the biggest threat. I'm yeah. going. I'm thinking AFC too, but I went Stroud. Regardless. I left it open ended. Yeah. I, yeah. I was just curious what your guys' thought process There's would no be on the that AFC one. That no, I love. no, I'm 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 with you right now, yeah. David. Uh, guys, so I started this off this, this segment off being very somber about the NFL coming to an end, but as we do look to the future and we look to this NFL draft, which soon to be rookie quarterback do you believe will eventually win a Super Bowl? I'm going to go with the guy I was his personal hype man for all year. Uh, we interviewed his receiver, Roma Dunze, at the Super Bowl last week. You can also – no, actually you can't catch that at YouTube. We'll try to find it for you and send it out a link at some point. 
I'm going to go Michael Penix Jr. I think he's going to get drafted later. I think he's going to get drafted by a good team. Um, I think he's been underestimated everywhere he's been. Hutton, I like him. I like his skill set. I like his accuracy. Give me him as the guy that is going to win a Super Bowl in this upcoming draft. Yeah, I, I wrote down none. I none. like it. Because I, I, I don't know the pairings, and it's all about fit. I like the teams that are drafting low. Uh, you've got Buffalo, Detroit, Baltimore, San Francisco, Kansas City, but right above that, Green Bay, Tampa Bay, uh, Arizona. I mean, again, I I look at the top of this and the, the franchises. Chicago, I mean, they're, they're going to have some ownership uh, structure issues, I believe whenever uh, uh, Miss Bukowski passes, she's 99. Uh, and there's some, I believe, some inheritance tax they're going to have to deal with. Washington, I'm, I'm, how many coaches didn't want to coach there? I mean, looking at that, you've got New England, Arizona, the Chargers don't need a quarterback, New York Giants, Tennessee Titans. Again, I don't know the structure of where these organizations are going to go. They could go top three. I just don't buy this class the way I did 12 months ago. Jaden Daniels, Bo Nix, J.J. McCarthy. I mean, the fact that J.J. McCarthy is listed as a first-rounder is beyond me. Why, why he's there. Drake May, but Caleb Williams, I don't see him winning a Super Bowl. I don't either. And if he's the cream of the crop, and he's, he's been talked about for a year and a half now, if I don't see him winning a Super Bowl, I don't see these dudes winning a Super Bowl. Just, yeah, I don't like the fit. It's one I'd like to revisit, Davey, after the draft. Okay. And see who's where. Because I think it's a good question to reevaluate to see what what team is linked up Coordinator and coach. what situation w- with each guy. I mean, think about. I, I'm just trying Chicago. to. I'm trying to see who could possibly go to a good team and back someone up. Yeah. For a short time, and then eventually be in a good situation with a good coach and good offensive coordinator. And um, I mean, I, I think Hendon Hooker from this last year is in a good spot if if Jared Goff moves on anytime soon, right? But he's got to move on first, and he's not moving on anytime soon. Well, neither is his offensive based on how he's playing, right? Yeah. But that's but, but you see what I'm saying. That's the type of spot. Yeah. If you can be the heir apparent, where you could win quickly. But meanwhile, you know, Caleb Williams is probably going to Chicago, and Eberflus is he's there. But again, I, I see a coaching change there. Same thing happened to uh, to Bryce Young in Carolina this year. He's a year behind now, starting over with a new offense. Davey, thank you. Back at it for the Tuesday edition. Hope you'll join us 4 o'clock Eastern. Hot Mike with Hunt and Withrow across the Outkick Network. Outkick.com slash watch is where you can find us. Catch us on YouTube. Search out Outkick there. Subscribe and catch everything on demand. Outkick.com is where to go. Find Roma Dunze on Rumble. I'll post it right after yeah. the show. Thanks for watching, everybody. Oops.